0: Hear ye, hear ye, and welcome to the Royal Geek Podcast, your one-stop shop for all things geek culture. We cover movies, TV shows, and everything else in between. I'm your host, Tyler Rollison, also known as T-Roll, and of course, I'm once again joined by my good friends, Justin Sandoval, aka Sandy, and of course, Anthony Amato, we like to call him Shimato. Gentlemen, how we doing tonight?
1: Great man, absolutely great. I'm enjoyed this uh, rebound episode of Marvel Agents of Shield. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. I'm Amen. excited to get talking about that.
0: Amen, Anthony. You excited to talk about some Shield, brother?
1: Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. It was nice
2: seeing some you know things happening along the way, and you know not really seeing a moping Mac for about a quarter of the episode. So <laughs> not, that was not, very nice.
0: Not, we went from all moping Mac to like two minutes of Mac all together in this yes, <laughs> this one,
1: which was a. Uh, I mean, well, we, we needed it for sure. Yeah, a we, little break of the the yeah. Depressing. Nothing against Mac; he's yeah. actually
0: been one of my favorite characters the whole series. Oh but yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay, so as you guys know, here at the Royal Geek Podcast, we like to throw out some bonus pods where we do some deeper dive reviews. Um, we you know we've we've covered a lot of things on our normal shows where we do movie reviews, TV reviews. Um, but the last several weeks, we've been doing episode reviews for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It's their final season. Guys, there are only five more freaking episodes in this entire series. I know. It's ridiculous. Heartbreaking. Hard to believe, really, so, it is. So we've done a, a review for every episode. We're going to keep going strong. We're going tonight with episode number eight, titled After, comma, Before. Um, and before we talk about uh, the episode, we just want to remind you to follow us on Twitter at Royal Geek Pod, and also subscribe to us um, wherever you are listening to po- this podcast. Give us a good review. Help us to improve. Give us some feedback. Let us know what we could do what we could be doing better. Um, let's do this. Uh, obviously, spoilers, duh. Okay, uh, we'll just throw that out there. Uh, we're not going to do a spoiler-free review of this episode, but um, let's start here, guys. Uh, before we get into all of the kind of chronological stuff, overall thoughts on the episode. Like I said earlier, a good
1: rebound. Uh was a little it's, disappointed it's with last week. You, there yeah. you go. Yeah. I was a little disappointed with last week's episode and uh this definitely was a nice ease back into the series of back to high quality episode where we are used to seeing these uh Agents of Shield episodes this season. Yeah, I definitely felt like it got the ball rolling again.
2: Uh I felt like the last episode kind of stalled. The season a little bit, um, so I felt like it was moving things along a little bit, and you got some things uh, talked about, some some ideas brought up. So it was definitely an interesting um, an interesting episode, and the way they were showing it, yeah. yeah.
0: And I and I think um, the episode seven, the totally excellent adventures of Mac and the D, whatever it was called, I think it would have been okay. You know, in a 22 episode season, right? But the fact that we only yeah. have 13, and it's the last last season, I was like, man, yeah. it did kind of feel like a drag. Um, and plus, we reviewed it the night it came out, so it, I haven't seen you guys in like over a w- well over a week. Yeah, it's yeah. been a while, literally. So it it feels like just such a long time. But anyways, uh, let's go ahead and jump in. So uh, we pick up the, the action, the main dilemma that the team is facing. Which is funny you say jump in because their main dilemma is
1: their time, jump. time jumping <laughs> like, when they
0: can't control it. Yeah, yes. can't control it. And, of course, Gemma finds a way to somehow, I don't know how, to predict where it's going to jump and when. And they're able to conveniently The power have, yeah. of math. Yeah. Yes. You know, well, I mean, That's it's, right.
2: It, I mean, the idea was pretty a pretty simple concept. Sound nice. Like, it was literally moving down. Like, it was basically, like, so it would be, like, 10 to 5. Yeah, the rock. She she showed the rock skipping. Yeah, yeah, which was 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 very good. Yeah, it was degrading in a very easy way to tell. So it's like, okay, it's it's kind of like, uh, it's basically the same idea as if you were a wide receiver and your quarterback was throwing the ball and you just know where to go. That's kind of what she was doing. Like That's how your mind yeah. is working. Because you see the ball in the air, and you just go there. You don't have to do the math yourself to know the, how to get there, but your body is doing but the a math. A lot of
0: times with these, like, the things that Gemma and Fitz can do— Oh, man, I said his name. I'll tell you what. Let's restart the podcast and <laughs> so I can get emotionally uh, restored. Uh, <laughs> the, the kind of stuff that Gemma and Fitz have done in this entire series— Makes my head hurt, right, like yeah, and that's part of the that's what makes them so special they can pull off miracles and so she she's I, I, in my notes, i said this all the science and time like discussion at the very beginning of the episode, yeah. it left me like well, dude what what's going on yeah, I, I kind of feel like may she's like, just give me an objective, yeah. <laughs> you know so just tell me where to be, yeah, yeah, so they do send her off her and yoli her and yo yo to which yes. actually. Yeah, go ahead. They they
1: need to restore Yo-Yo's powers because she really is the only one who could get to the time drive. Because it's it's shuffling so fast. It's shuffling so fast where you can't actually get to it unless you're moving at at the same speed as it. And they need to get Yo-Yo restored to her abilities so she can help save the day.
0: Yes. So she is their last hope. Um, And what better way to help fix an inhuman than the... Then go to the u the utopia for humans yes the utopia in in quotes utopia yes. afterlife afterlife, afterlife. <laughs> yeah um going to,
2: gonna go see Big Mama that's right so they're going <laughs> to
0: see Jia yep uh, who is actually Daisy's mom if you guys don't know I'm sure everyone knows at this point because hopefully if you're listening to this you've seen the prior seasons but uh Zha-Yang, who is. Uh, heavily featured in Season 2, I believe, yeah. maybe oh. a little bit of Season yeah. 3. Um, Although I wouldn't 100% blame you if it took you a little bit of a refresher, because that was <laughs> quite a while back. It was a while back, and it's also worth forgetting, uh, I think, that season, if I remember correctly. So, some of it, yes. Yeah. So, But nonetheless, May and Yo-Yo are off to try to restore Yo-Yo's powers. The rest of the team is on the Zephyr trying to figure something else, another solution. Yeah. And, oh, Oh, go ahead.
1: Uh, I was going to say this season has been um, a lot of uh, let's see who can pair together uh, as far as the team goes. And yeah. this May and Yo-Yo pairing, I, do, I I was very fond of it. I've, I, yeah. I enjoyed this. Uh, their it, dynamics. It grew on yeah. me. It grew yes. on
2: me. They, they do seem to be the most like prickly when it comes to emotions. So the two of them together kind of makes sense. Which they
0: directly kind of speak to later in the episode yes, very which much is so. actually good so we'll get there yeah. um one one note i had before we move on a little thing that happened it actually happened before yo-yo and may left mac obviously director Mackenzie is kind of calling the shots on zephyr one and i got these vibes like he's like this mad scientist he goes over to uh, i think gemma and he like demands that they they bring they reboot colson but his whole yes. body isn't even full. Oh, yeah. Yet. He's sitting laying on the table. <laughs> yeah. And Coulson said, couldn't wait till I'm all here? <laughs> <laughs> he needed and the wisdom. He needed his yeah, guidance. He, he really yes. did. So uh, so I, I had a little note on that. But um, the, the whole concept of Yo-Yo and May going to Afterlife while the rest of the team goes on the other time jumps and they're going to meet later, which, again, dude, the way they meet later was nuts. We'll talk about that, too. Yeah. But it, it was just uh, interesting. So... Yeah, um did you guys also notice that you know one of the things about this episode really showed and we've seen it in the last few is that May is really growing in strength of her powers. Yes. Yes, fully as, as understanding an it. Yeah. Like and when she kind of when she told that uh when she told Yo-Yo that uh oh, she picked gosh. up on her feelings <laughs> yes. with her and Mac for reunion, the reunion s- quote yeah, unquote reunion. reunion. Yes. <laughs> that was it was equally funny funny and disturbing. Yes, um, it was. It was
2: it was a little weird. Yeah. Um,
0: but you know I think I think May is coming to the
2: realization that it isn't like her traditional idea of emotions it is it is a weapon to her she is it is for her it is becoming the same thing as when she is fighting and she's learning a new skill you know with a weapon this is a weapon for her because now she more than anything she knows what her opponent is feeling and that is something that is very that is a very useful thing to be able to know okay uh, this person over here is getting real oh, it's antsy. So useful, yeah. You know,
0: so like I feel like at first to be able she to kinda... know people's motives when they're not yes. a part of the like when they're not actually a part of anything yet. Like that's yes. a huge advantage.
2: Yeah, it really is. And I feel like you know at first she very much you know was you know hateful of emotions and things of that nature throughout like the first
1: like seven seasons. But now she's like, oh, I can use this to my advantage. Yeah, yeah she's really sold in now to uh, these powers of hers, especially yes. now that it's. Uh, can pick up more of a proximity uh, yes uh, and so she's using it even more to her advantage so, so yeah, good pick up so there. let's talk
0: about this uh, Yo-yo is in inhuman yes um, but she uh, she doesn't she's not familiar with afterlife because she actually got picked up by the team in a season prior to all the drama with afterlife. Um, so she's actually not familiar with Jiayang or Afterlife nope. or nothing. Right. So she's going into foreign territory. May is very cautious because she remembers the last time they were there, a pretty pretty much a war started. She actually mentions yes, that. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about why Afterlife is so significant. Uh, right from the jump, right when they show up, you see Gordon, a young Gordon. Yes, very yes. young. Ugly as ever still, uh, <laughs> chasing uh, a, a character named Cora, uh, And another person chasing Cora is a guy named Lee. Yes. yes. Who, again, I think is a new character in... Yes, he is. Okay, so um, what's really interesting to me is, uh, of course, Afterlife, the very nature of it, it's very guarded and protected, very cautious. So they're going to be very defensive, Yes. And then you see two women dressed in all black show up. I just thought, like, man. They, <laughs> what, They're what not were, easing into this at all. They were not yeah. easing nope. into it at all. But then
1: again, they don't have the time to do that. Nope. They may have had sure, two, to two days. It's not the but time, time the, for tact. Yeah, they had two days, but Zephyr right. had 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah, that's yes. right.
0: Forgot that. Uh, so, obviously, Lee and uh, Yang are a little uh, cautious. And um, Lee, as we learned throughout the episode, is kind of sketchy maybe.
1: He's yeah, he's not open to outsiders and no not at all. He, yeah, he's all about protecting it and doing whatever it takes to yeah. protect it. It would yes. have been awesome
0: seeing him and May go at it cuz as as quick as he can pull out a blade, like yes. May Mei can May's like the best fighter, you know. Yes. All right, so let's talk about for me one of the highlights of the whole episode was actually when when Jaieng and Lee were a little cautious of May and Yo-Yo. Lee brings in a diviner Yes, yes. He's about to be so dramatic Talking about This is a diviner And only in humans get And she just, she just grabs just reaches it reaches
1: for it Yeah no hesitation <laughs> And, and dude, then Nothing happens And she's like Oh wait These are prosthetics Yeah yeah yes. yeah It touches <laughs> Like her. just But yeah, his, his face though His face was yeah. like
0: Whoa. Just blown yeah. away Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so instant credibility, no big deal. So yeah. she is an inhuman. So they know she's an inhuman, and that that really saved their skin because they yes. they had no reason to trust these people. No, yeah, no, no
2: not at all. And it, it was just hilarious because like that they, they were they were expecting one of two things, and a third thing happened, and
0: they were so it just like completely threw them off. Yeah. So I. I was, uh, I was, I love that scene. And then they do a bunch of, they do some acupuncture and some other things. And basically they couldn't, they took some blood work. They couldn't figure out what was going on with Yo-Yo. Yeah. And Cheyenne comes in and says that uh, she thinks it's, it's all mental. Yeah. Yeah. That, that reveal, uh, it was a little frustrating to,
1: (laughs) as a viewer, myself watching it, that, Oh crap! This is just mental. So now we got to go through another side story of her breaking yeah. down her mental walls yeah, and trying yeah. to figure out how to get
0: her powers back. Going down PTSD lane, right? Yes. Exactly. But
1: uh, I mean, they they did a good way of going about it. I mean, obviously sh- they started off with her wanting to do like meditation and stuff like that. And, yeah. uh May they're like May? You have to physically touch her because uh, you have these uh, impact yes. abilities. But, of course, May finds a way around that and does it the most May thing possible. And it's like, sparring. Sparring, yeah. Let's yeah. Uh, go ahead and have contact by physically fighting each other. <laughs> and which it worked.
2: Was, yeah, it worked. It was yeah, perfect. I, I felt like it was a really good way to like make it a little bit more fun and a little different than your traditional... like. Uh, emotional journey especially for those two characters that were very closed off and it per- would have been a little uncomfortable or a little ingenuous for their characters for them to all of a sudden be open and touchy-feely yeah, like zen yeah yeah, yeah when,
0: yes. they were, when they were sitting across from each other like oh, I Indian- was so awkward just oh watching. it was yes. so painful uh, you could feel it as a viewer
1: you could feel it oh my gosh but yeah, i was... really enjoyed the jumping back and forth between the them on the zephyr and then them you know, what they're doing on afterlife yeah, I mean the rest of the team. Yes, the rest of the okay. team. Yeah, I yeah. really enjoyed the, the the little snippets we got. Yeah,
0: so let's talk about some of those snippets. Yes, that, please. Um, let's. Yeah, so some of the things going on on Zephyr One. Uh, th- what was there was a whole another issue. Like the 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 drive that Yo-Yo had to save was malfunctioning, but the rest of the team, m- mostly Deke and Enoch, and then Susa, happened to be standing there. There was something else that Deke pretty much fixed. I don't. Again, I'm not the guy for all the. Space Te- mumbo-jumbo. Yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. know exactly what they fixed. Um, but Deke fixed something, saved the day, and uh, this kind of leads me into my my favorite part of the week, which we didn't get to do it last week because last week's episode wasn't that good, is highlights from Enoch. Yes. You ready for this, Let's Justin? Do it, yep. Okay. Let's do it. So whatever Deke is trying to fix, um, he ends up fixing it, and then he's kind of giving a warning to Sousa, who's standing right there, and about about the electricity he says stand back there's going to be a big surge of electricity electricity is dangerous (laughs) and (laughs) susa then says to deke do i look like a neanderthal to you and then literally and this is what is so great about enoch if you watch his face he's perplexed he's like hmm and then and then he comes in and he says he says i spent time with a tribe of neanderthals Agent Sousa does not resemble one. He lacks the characteristic brow ridges. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, I love it, dude. I love it. Just taking everything so literal. So literal. So literal, yeah. And then this might be jumping ahead a little bit, but later in the episode, they're, they're, uh, there's. it seems like there's no hope. Like, they know that uh, May and—or they think May and Yo-Yo are coming. They actually missed the jump point, so they had to go to the next jump point, which yes. means that they were only going to have 46 seconds until— uh, the for one. Again. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So but anyways, um, they're again, they're talking about all this crazy science and and math and space. And Gemma says something that makes it seem very bleak. And uh, <laughs> Enoch says the intervals will only get shorter after that. We are mere moments away from catastrophic failure. And then the camera pans over to Deke and he's just looking at Enoch for like it's it felt like an eternity. He's just staring at him with this long stare and he says he says, Well that's very comforting. Thank you, Enoch. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of a lot of fun things happened uh back on the Zephyr. Um and also uh what do you guys want to talk about next? There's there's a couple things that happened with Gemma. Right? Do you guys yeah, remember uh, what Gemma kind yes. of so Sousa bails out, uh, and he kind of starts to get the the Zephyr ready for um, an evacuation. Evacuation. Yes. So Which he lays, He gets a new leg. That's what yes. I was trying to allude to. Yeah. I was hoping you you would kind of pick on it, pick up on it naturally, but it was a little awkward there. But that's okay. Uh, it is it, what it is. Man. It's late. huh? us well, get late. let's get this g- rolling. So, <laughs> so, she, so uh, uh, what was it Daisy actually mentions you can't save everyone to Gemma, and she says, yeah. "I can try." And you see her grab this briefcase, and I have no idea what she's about to do. But she shows yeah. this new prosthetic leg to Sousa, which is pretty cool.
1: Yes, it's, it's great that he got a new leg because the whole entire season that he's been introduced so far, I'm like, dude, this guy's walking around with a gimp leg and yeah, doing all still, these crazy yeah, things, and, it's like, and still, Gemma, you can fix this. Yeah, Come like, on. Why haven't you yeah. fixed this yet? Yeah.
0: So here is something um, really interesting. I, like halfway through the episode, Daisy uh, says something to Coulson, who is sitting there and continuing to be made <laughs> um, rebooted or not yeah rebooted. was it reboot? just no like created oh, yeah. like physically yeah, like creating right. his that's legs right. yeah. you know um and anyway she says we aren't in the best shape are we and so i wanted to camp out on that for a moment yeah so let's just talk about halfway through this episode let's talk about the reality of pretty much the entire team and where they are at okay daisy is weak from having her blood and her cells or whatever else was drained by Nathaniel. She's all bandaged up and she looks sick. Yep. You know, Coulson at this moment in time is still being created in the Chronicom slash LMD machine. Yes, uh, Yo Yo has seemingly lost her powers. You know, pending. Uh, Gemma has a memory a memory inhibitor controlling her brain. Um, plus, who knows how old she actually is? Right. Let's not yeah. forget that. Mac has lost his parents and seems to still be affected by all of that, again, even though it was at a, a different timeline. Yep. Anyways, uh, May is actually kind of rebounding, kind of strong. She actually yeah. seems to be the strongest member of the team at this moment. That's yeah. it, it feels like, It yes. really does. It really does. Uh Deke is actually stepping up big time. Yeah. Um, but he's still just Deke. Let's I mean be uh,
2: <laughs> I mean he is dealing with, you know, finding a new drummer. So
0: I mean uh. <laughs> Oh yeah, that was Whoa, another that Enoch, was another line. Yes. He's he's like, I'm gonna miss the eighties. Can you drum? And he's like Enoch says, I can keep tempo. <laughs> <laughs> uh back to the team though. Uh Fitz is somewhere else in time and space altogether. Uh, and Sousa, of course, is still walking around with a big limp. Yes. <laughs> so, so when Daisy says we aren't in good shape, are we? Like that is so true. Like I really yes. did a. I, I paused the episode, and I did a deep like thought of the entire team. Everything that's going on with everybody. Yeah. yeah. And, and they were in rough shape at Dude, the time.
1: That's that's a long list, to be honest with you.
0: Yeah, I mean they had a lot to overcome. Now a few of these things were overcome by the end of the episode, yeah. but at that moment in time, they really were in pretty rough shape.
2: Yeah, this was uh, very much reaching in all of lost moments in in, in the in the season.
0: Yeah, getting yeah. A, a
1: good uh, end of Infinity War yeah. Uh, oh, feeling. Yeah. yeah. Oh,
0: and not to mention Zephyr One's about to blow up. Oh, right, <laughs> <Yes>. exactly. <laughs> Which yeah. is a big part of the team. You yeah, know? that's how messed up the team. That's yeah.
2: how messed up the team is that you forget, you know, the catastrophic thing that's about to happen. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Um, okay let's see so going back to afterlife yeah let's go back to afterlife I had one more funny note when um, Sousa's laying out the parachutes and he asked Gemma if, he, if she's ever jumped from a plane oh yeah and she says twice although the first time only or I only had a parachute the second time and yes. you can see Sousa's face like <laughs> like what he's yeah. continually blown away by these people yeah you yeah. know he's like what have I got myself into yeah, yeah. Uh, once yeah. again yeah uh, so let's see alright here let's go back to afterlife so while Yo-Yo is kind of about to heal, it seems like she's about to heal. Yes. Yeah, she's going down PTSD lane. Uh, it, it comes to this point where May and Yo-Yo hear Cora screaming, and then she goes out in the hallway and she's chasing down, or she goes and confronts Lee and Ji-ing, or Ji-ing yeah about Cora, and she's learning that there's a there's a bit of a complexity to Cora. Yes, right. And we're picking up on that, uh, and then you see the scene where Cora actually stole someone's gun, and she ran, runs out of the away. field. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I knew right away when she grabbed the gun, like the type of powers that she's struggling to control them. She's going to try to c- kill herself. Yep. Yeah. And sure enough, she puts a gun to her chin, and she's about to blow her head off. And then you hear the quake sound. Yep. And yes. I'm like, oh my gosh, what is Daisy doing there? I was so yep. confused. They got me there, but then you see. Big, bad Nathaniel. Oh, boy. Yep. Malik. Who uh, shows
2: up with a good old-fashioned facial hair to show passage of time, as well as uh, you got his nice, uh, the way it looks, creates the darkest timeline, letting you know for a fact he is evil. <laughs> Bro.
0: Okay. So, first of all, I-, I had a note that said, how in the F does uh, Nathaniel know where Cora is? And then okay. he Which major, he, does, he mentions it. Yeah. He mentions it not long yes. after. But then... Dude, <laughs> why does he look so corny? He looks 100%. so corny. But I think man. that's
1: the purpose, though. He's supposed to look eighties corny villain. Is what he's supposed to be yes, looking like. Yeah, right because like,
2: now. God, that goatee is terrible. Goatee. Yeah, I guess
0: black that's right. Trench coat, like a long trench coat. This yeah. is the maybe the first episode. Now I'm thinking about it. There was references to like the decade, but mm-hmm. there was no like cultural. Like you're at Afterlife where everything is just kind of removed yeah, that's and a, then yeah, you're that's on the Zephyr. Yeah. Yeah. So there was there was very, very, very little reference to like the time period culture. Yeah, right. that,
2: that, is, that is interesting because just about every other episode has been really, really largely based on whatever time they were in. That's right. Like the, for sure. The, the time period was such a – it was a character in its own right.
0: Ooh, um, come on. <laughs> for for, uh, there you go. for
2: everything that they were doing, it was just like so, so, it. It really was like it was his own character for every time that they did it. Yeah. Whereas in this episode, it was. Completely just yeah. removed from okay. it. Okay, you real know what? Quick, Th- that real helps. quick, real quick, hold
1: ahead. on, real quick. Before we dive in, we got to do a quick shout out to the opening title card where they do the little Tron sequence where the oh, energy yeah. yes. yes. comes uh, flowing in there with a little yes. bit of Stranger Things added into it, which looked
0: pretty cool. Yes, that's right, that's right. Anyway, sorry. Good, continue. good shout, good yeah, shout. But continue. You know, what? I'm glad we're doing this pod because again, it, just my memory of watching the episode and the, my notes, I was like, dude, he looks so corny. Yeah, I was like, what in the world? Uh, but in 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 fairness. Like, that's how he would act. Like, yeah. he's in the 80s. He's going to dress like that. But, dude, just all black. And the stupid gloves. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, he just, yeah. It just looked awful. But nonetheless, we do find out that Sybil, the predictor, uh, predicted that Cora would be in the field. Um, and and then we see, I, I guess, they're all Chronicoms. I mean, no, they have Chronicom guns. They show up and they're yeah attacking um, afterlife. Yeah. I'm assuming they're chronocoms.
2: Yeah, I wasn't really a hundred percent sure if they were actually
0: chronocoms. Well, okay, so not. Oh, maybe not because yeah. there probably aren't many Chronicoms left, right? Yeah. No, I wouldn't.
1: I wouldn't it, think so. It, no. it seemed like they were
2: l- defeated easier than a Chronicom normally so
1: would Nathaniel's be. Nathaniel's been recruiting, obviously. Yeah. So obvi- he's got some Hydra contacts. Yes. yes. So I think it's uh, either. Soldiers or something like that, but he's recruiting and he's trying to recruit Cora. Yes, to join the cause. Right, and he does the. This is where I I, I'm starting to see the villainy uh, in accepting it because he's he's doing that mental that mental villain where he's like he's like Cora, hey, they're just trying to control you and keep you bottled up, but I think you need to be free and let it loose and everything. Yeah. And uh, that mentality that he's trying to get her to realize is where I can see okay, this is the overarching villain because he's not he's not going to do it through power and uh, over intimidatingness. He's going to do it from the mentality yeah. uh, aspect of it, which is what I'm I'm starting to, to buy in with. The yeah. Menu. He
0: kind of he kind of pulled off a little uh Magneto on um Oh gosh, what's her name? Mystique? Yeah. Uh you know yes. how he kind of convinces yep. her to ch- kind of join his yeah. side.
2: Yep. Or oh, even yeah. in like X two when they when they're outside of the uh their side of the house and they get is it Pyro? Uh who gets um, Pyro. Yeah. Pyro, um, who he gets to join the team and things like that.
0: Yeah. So so uh let's see here. It's keeping it at at Afterlife, you know, Cora ends up joining Um, Nathaniel. Nathaniel. But before that, we do get a big reveal. Yes. So let's talk about this reveal because I imagine it seems like it's going to be significant for probably the rest of the season. Yes. Uh, You have this little, like, argument in the hallway between Cora and Jiaying, and it seems like uh, Daisy might not be her only daughter. Yep. Yep. So again, I don't have all the lines written down, but it it, it seems very clear that Cora is the daughter of Jaing, and she's the sister of Daisy. That's right, older sister Daisy used to read her, um, I guess, uh, stories at night. Yeah. But but she she's much older, right? Like she's she's already Daisy looks to be almost Daisy's age right now. But Daisy yeah. in this timeline isn't born yet. So. No, no, no.
2: She's still about five five years away or so, yeah, probably yeah. roughly. So. Mm-hmm.
0: so yeah, again, good family drama added in the mix. I mean, do you guys have any thoughts on that? I mean, I don't really have any thoughts on that. I don't know I, what to think of that. Well, um, I mean, I, I think it was a stakes. really
2: interesting way to turn the the way you feel about what's happening. Because okay. with what we have seen with Afterlife and the previous seasons, and with the way this was being presented, it was very much like they were trying to control her. They were trying to, to imprison her but with the way they kind of made that turn all of a sudden you're like oh they're trying she's trying to help her contain her powers try to um control herself a little bit and you know that she in you know just the idea of motherly love is what they re- really yeah. dig into and it's like oh this isn't this isn't malice this isn't anything like that this is you know, trying to save her child type of thing. Do what's
1: best for her. Yes.
2: Yeah. Yes. It, re- it really drives home that fact and turns it. it, it it's important because if Jiang is going to help throughout the rest of the season because she was very much a villain earlier in the series, she needs that turn a little bit to your like, oh, see a little bit of the sympathy in her. Humanize yeah. her a h- little bit h- more. Humanize her. Yeah. Make, She's about start to get turning redemption. her towards the good side, yeah. you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah, so speaking of that, and there's still stuff happening at Zephyr One, but we'll come back to that. Let's finish the kind of the angle with afterlife here. Um they basically run around the corner. So Yo Yo, Mei, Xiang, and they run to Gordon, um, who has a very convenient power oh, of just yes, kinda teleporting wherever he wants, and then they teleport to the Quinjet. Um and it seems like they just recruited Jaeyang to be a part of the team.
1: Yeah, <laughs> they give her the watch. May gives her a watch and says, uh, "There's going to be coordinates and a time to meet yeah. to meet to meet you." Jaeyang, yes.
0: agent of Shield. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that is going to be fascinating. Yeah. I'm actually thrilled to see that play out, not because I particularly love Jaeyang, but but I love Daisy. And right. I really am intrigued to it, it see It will be really
2: interesting to see how she deals with it w- with her mother and yeah. actually being having to interact with her.
0: I've said right.
1: it multiple times before. Marvel's Ninja Shield season 7 will be the greatest hits. They're picking up all the good all the
0: good people, oh. good characters. Well, yep. They, we still need to see Grant Ward. So, yeah, and, and they've ghost only got writer, f- they've so, only got 5 episodes. Yeah. Dude, it's not going to happen. Dude, let's let it play in 5 it episodes. It ain't happening, bro. Let's do it. Dude, yeah, which we got to talk about the preview for next week's episode next, but, or still to come, but I don't know uh, if it's going to happen. we so, wrapping up this episode here. All right, let's wrap up this one. So they leave Afterlife, and then um, they're going back to the, uh, they're, they're flying on the Quinjet, Yo-Yo and May, and May mentions that they missed a jump, and they're going to meet at the next meeting point, and she mentions that she's only going to have one chance to dock the Quinjet. Yeah. Yes. So out of nowhere, because it's, jumping through time the zephyr 1 just kind of is just shows up in front of really right above them and then may does the most amazing <laughs> thing i've seen in yes. this entire series yeah she freaking does a barrel roll yep. up the side of the zephyr 1 and docks the freaking quinjet like a freaking boss Yes.
2: it, it kind of reminds me of the moment where in top gun where where maverick is like face to face with the with the russian mig like, and they're, like, looking at each other in that sense of, like, they're just, like, an incredible aerial move that, you know, only this one pilot could do.
1: Yeah, yeah incredible, man. It, was, it, it, it looked, looked fantastic. It looked great. Uh, the CGI was done very well. Yes.
0: Uh, so, yeah, overall, man, that was a fantastic May move. Great May move. And then taking it back a little bit in the episode to some more Zephyr 1 drama, uh, there was a really, really heartfelt moment, um, which I, I really couldn't figure out Gemma this whole episode it kind of looked like she had something really strange like in store or in her mind or up her sleeve um but she was going around helping Daisy, helping Colson, helping Susa and then she kind of gets away by herself and she goes to a computer and she records a message and right when right when it was like you saw the little recording I knew exactly what was going on she was leaving a message for Fitz yep yeah and it was really sad I mean she, I mean again they they did a good job of really making it feel like... I was kind of wondering, like, okay, maybe they really are going to abandon ship. Maybe they really are going to have to bail out of the Zephyr, and then the rest of the, like, series, the rest of the season is them dealing with being literally stuck in time now. Like, they were stuck jumping, 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 but now they're actually going to be in the 80s, and I was actually convinced of that. So the whole message she had, she was leaving for Fitz, I actually thought... Uh, they they pulled that off pretty well. It was really heartfelt, kind of sad. Yeah, and Deeks listening the whole time. Yeah, and you could even see in his in his voice. Yeah. He's like, <clears throat> he does that little cough. Yeah. He's like, the team's kind of gathering in the control room. Yeah, you know, um, pull it together, together, Nana. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. So I I really actually like that scene, honestly. Um, but anyways, uh, we're almost done here. Um, as the Quinjet is docking. Uh, it's funny. Right before then, Yo Yo and May are talking, and Yo Yo's like, "I failed," and May's like, "They might have figured something out in the last couple days because just you know th- they're always good at that." And Yo Yo says, "It was only twenty minutes for them." Yeah,
2: Just to remind you how quick of a time that it had actually been on the Quinjet.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: and May May kind of like loses her hope there. Yeah, she, she does. That. Oh yeah. snap!
0: Yeah. And then okay, so here's here's my biggest grief my biggest grievance with this episode. Okay. Now you guys might've liked it. I was like, what the crap? Uh, so the, the Quinjet docs, Mac buzzes in. He's like, yo, yo, tell me you figured it out or you got your powers back. And she's like, no, I didn't. And then, you know, they look all sad and then may says something and I completely forgot. And it makes yo, yo realize the key to fixing her entire problem is been bouncing back. Yeah, May so says what something. What do you guys help me out here?
1: May says something like maybe stop we'll, holding it in.
2: Is I think it's something like that. Stop holding, holding back, and just let go. Is kind
1: of like we'll bounce back. Yeah, and then uh, Yo Yo has a realization. Like she's been trying to use her powers. Like she always has been, where and, and she can run out and come back. And she realizes that hey, maybe I'm just not doing it the right anyway yeah. anymore. And then therefore she uses her speed. Yeah, saves the day. Doesn't unquote, have to bounce back. Doesn't have to come back to her original yeah. position because that was the whole thing with her. She That's goes her nickname, out between Yo-Yo. heartbeat yeah, because she goes out, uh, can run out as fast as she can between each heartbeat and has to return yeah. back.
2: Which I think is inter- the interesting idea that was the control aspect of it, which was foreshadowed earlier in the episode. With uh, with Cora uh, and especially Malik talking to her and saying, well, you don't have to control your power. You have to unleash it is kind of what he was getting at. And I feel like that's what – it was a foreshadowing of what ended up happening with Yo-Yo as well. And the fact that she needed to stop necessarily controlling herself her. back. Yes. Yeah. yeah That they were both holding themselves back from their true yeah.
1: potential. Yeah. I guess – it was uh, it was a little cheesy it was it was okay uh, you thought uh, so? yes, I didn't I, think, uh, when it was said when it was said I was like yeah this is this is pretty cheesy and but then I really enjoyed the execution of her saving the day and it i mean granted it was com- convenient and De- yeah. machina
0: yeah exactly it's, it's all she is always gonna be convenient yeah her character but at is the same yes. time meant to be convenient. at the same so. time in fairness to the writers I will say they did a good job it was episode eight yeah. so in the in the prior seven episodes doing a good job of showing, like, how valuable her powers are. Yeah. Because yes. several times, she could have fixed something. She could have saved the day with the blink of an eye. And yeah. she couldn't because of, you know, the PTSD or whatever. Yes. Um, so the writers, you know, credit to them, they actually did do a good job of kind of writing that out well. I just guess I didn't like the cheesiness. Yeah. I would have rathered her figure it out back at Afterlife, but then the problem was, you know... She, they mentioned we're only going to have 46 seconds. Well, actually, we were only going to have three. Yeah. And yeah. then now it's she really has to go. Like, that would have been so much cooler. Yeah, I yeah. think so too. Would have felt like watching Sonic again.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think it. The, the one problem I had with that is it kind of ruins her character a little bit in the sense of her uniqueness of a character. Because the idea of her be, ha, being able to go as far as it is and in heartbeat and then coming back yeah. is a very unique speed aspect. Um, whereas you can run really fast is being a speedster is not a very unique trait in the comic book universe yeah, absolutely like it, it, you like just think of how many speedsters totally there with are. you on that so like it, it, it was so unique the way she had it and it was so different of a speed aspect whereas now she's just kind of a generic speedster yeah, in a lot she's of ways just
1: another speedster yeah, yeah for sure
0: very good point i like that man thanks okay yeah i totally agree with that and she's not yo-yo anymore so no. like, yeah, I hope they don't Jermaine call her did. Yo-Yo. She's in just fact, yo. it would be cool. <laughs> <laughs> it would actually be cool if they just started calling her Elena the rest of the show. Honestly, yeah. that would be a that would be a cool little like. Yeah, they stop calling her Yo-Yo because she yeah. doesn't. She's not or, Yo-Yo.
2: Or if everyone else calls her Elena, but Max still calls her Yo-Yo because it, he, yeah. the reason he calls her Yo-Yo is because she always bounces back in this in like the emotional sense.
0: Mm. The, the writer man coming out of here. There man. you go, dude. Yep. I'm telling you. Uh so. okay, last last note in this episode, it's the last scene um that we get and to me I'm just like okay, I don't know. It's again, it's just me wondering more like what is Nathaniel? What are the stakes? What is he actually trying to do? Does it even matter? Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um but he basically he's with Cora and it, he he unve- he reveals his big grand plan to create anarchy. Yes that's right, so I mean, I got the sense that he might be doing some more medical experiments on the rest of the uh the rest of the inhumans that they captured. Did you see that because he was talking yeah. about you know there's no reason that this person has this gift so if I mean,
1: if I would have actually followed through with the the things that I had planned like I have a a very strong feeling that what he said was very very much connected to the comic books, but I did not go for a deep dive and, okay. and well, uh, anyway bring fine. that information to this pod, but I really truly believe that. The line Anarchy has some sort of connection to the, the Marvel comic book universe, and I just did not get a chance to do a deep dive there, um, but I definitely will yep. after this pod, and hopefully we can see that play out. See if you're right. But, uh, yeah, but I definitely, I believe it's 100% connected, and it's it's a little reveal of what Character or what type of character he's going to be, and uh, his grand master plan. But yeah. yes, uh, very much so. Uh, Anarchy—that's what's coming. Anarchy, next. yeah, anarchy. Yeah.
2: I mean, I'm, I could see it very much being like the redistribution of power type of thing. You know, where he's giving these powers to the. He, basically, he gives powers to like the needy and the and like the poor and stuff like that. But in return, he, they become a part of his. His legion. Yes, and so he's kind of, you know, yeah, he uses a that to fight he's He is not... Yes. I mean, he's, he's a, a mallet. Yeah, he's but how, literally kill, uh, yeah.
1: creating his own legion of doom. Is yes, like pretty much doing yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, told you that I was kind of thinking that kind of thing, too. <laughs> but, you know, he's recruiting and stuff like that. But, um, I mean, that how, that's how it happens all the time with um, this kind of uh, character where... Or, or pr- the person leading the group is lots of times doesn't actually show any of the traits of the group that he's trying to represent. You know, even throughout history, you know, um, you know, major characters like Stalin wasn't actually from like Russia, Russia. He was from a a, sol, a small uh um satellite nation called Georgia. Um, you know, it, just like throughout- the South Georgia? Georgia, Georgia. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> but yeah, like a uh, lot of times, you know, these these people who take control and champion these groups aren't actually from the group that they are. Like Hitler, he was from Austria, um, right? Yeah. Yeah. He was from Austria. Um, and, you know, he was not from Germany. So it's yeah, it's a very it, it's it's it does kind of follow that dictator type of um, setup to where, you know, you could end up, you know, the person is very dissimilar to the group they are representing.
0: So Justin, a minute ago you mentioned that's what might be that's what's coming next. But let's talk about what is coming next because I don't know if that's necessarily true. Now before we get into this final segment of uh, the show, we just want to let you guys know what we're going to be talking about now is just the very brief thirty second teaser for the uh, the next episode. So if you haven't watched that and you don't want to know, we're going to talk a little bit theory about what's going to come next. Uh, while it seems by the uh, by the Based off of what happened in this episode, that next we would see what's going to happen with Cora and Nathaniel. Yeah. Uh, the the preview for next week actually seems to be a little different. Yeah. So they're on Zephyr One, and it looks like they're in a time loop. Yes. A time storm is what yes. uh, is that? What isn't that? What Deke, Deke said. Deke calls it a storm. T- time storm. Yeah. But so, it looks like Daisy is the only one who's not affected. It yeah. Seems she like enters like into
1: that. the cryo tube to heal, and so she, I guess she goes into a deep sleep, and the preview for the 30 second preview shows her waking up over and over again into yes. the in that tube and uh, she's being hit with this information yeah uh, and so anyway we got a little groundhog's day going on here Uh-oh. uh yes. with uh agents of shield with the entire team sure and it's later revealed into the preview that oh here that comes coltron is also <laughs> involved <laughs> yeah, in this is. time coltron. loop. so she has somebody on her side during Dude, this whole entire we're finally time loop. seeing yeah.
0: coltron we we've alluded to it mm-hmm. like yes. how like Maybe Colson, since he's a robot, since he's a Chronicom, he's gonna turn in some way. It looks like we're actually gonna see Coltron. And yep. I wonder what the stakes of that are gonna be. Like like is this a serious like no, like Colson is truly evil now and it's over? Or is there gonna be some sort of way where Daisy finishes him off but they bring back another Colson that's good. You know yeah, what I'm saying? It'll
2: be I mean, it'll be interesting. In the in the actual episode episode, there were a couple of foreshadowings to his frustration with his situation
0: for sure yeah
2: um like uh you were saying before the pod talking about when he was being shut down it just had a weird feel to it yeah the, you know the editing made
0: it feel like zooming in yeah. on yeah uh, just he his powers reaction. down yeah. to kind of you know i don't finish his launching or whatever his update, <laughs> his update. yeah yeah and uh gemma walks out of frame and the camera kind of zooms in on him it seems a little eerie and yeah. you wonder like is he about to like turn on with like red eyes or something like that's yeah. what I
2: was thinking. And act- and earlier in the episode, if he, if he caught it, he ha- he there was a little line that he dropped when he was talking to Daisy, talking about and he just sounded very frustrated when he was saying this in a very like and disheartened way. He was talking about how for four years he he was thirsty, but he had no way to quench it, and it was just a very like he, the way he said it just made him seem very. Hmm. Frustrated, yeah, in the way that he was,
0: in the way his life was going. See, I would have taken that literally about talking about how, for those couple years in the '80s, he was just stuck in a, a TV screen. <laughs> yeah, you know, but I, and he just really wanted water. But that, I mean, that's that's very uh, foreshadow. There's some foreshadowing right there. Yeah. Okay, uh, some theories beyond um, this next episode. This next episode looks like it. That's what I'm saying. It might just be a standalone. A standalone, but, but I mm. don't know. Do you guys have any? I feel like
1: this is this next episode is going to be a very pivotal moment of mm. Coulson as far as uh, how he's going to play out the rest of the season. Yes. Um, what he, what type of character he's going to be for the remaining episodes. Uh, that's what I really feel like is going to happen here. Um, yeah, I think it'd be definitely pitiful, pivotal
2: because I, I, I personally – like, the way you were talking about, like, the lines that he has in the cam, in the um, little snippet a preview, I think can go in the way, that, like, oh, it's Coltron, it's Coltron, it's Coltron. But I think it also could go the other way in that maybe he is um, actually, like – frustrated and sad maybe that's what he's getting at when he he says something along the lines of i've seen you die, like die so many like so many times i watch each one of you die maybe he's not saying that in a you know sinister way maybe he's because it seems like he's aware of the time loops happening as well because he says you know what? You know uh, this was quicker, or this this was slower than uh, you you did it the other times, and you know. Um, so how, he obviously how long did it take you to realize that? Yes. Yeah. Um, so it's, he's obviously has a little bit of recognition of these time loops happening. So it may be his frustration in like the way the time loop is happening, and that he is having to watch these people just you know get. You, you, the people that he supposedly loves or he, that he does love, uh, you know, dying these all these times. And, you know, I mean, it'll be a rough situation. So I
0: just thought of something. Okay. All right. It looks like Daisy's the only member of the team who's able to kind of not be affected by the time loop and kind of is aware. Yeah. It also looks like Coulson is right. is also aware because maybe he's doing some of this madness. Yeah. That also makes me think that maybe, and I, God, I hope so. Cause I can't stand another episode where, we don't get a good bit of Enoch, but Enoch yeah. might not ah, be affected by it. Yeah, okay. ooh, yeah, that Let's that could see. make a very interesting dynamic. Daisy and Enoch together—have they been paired before doing anything? I don't believe. I don't, so. No, I don't think so. That would be no. sick. That I think they—they awesome.
1: have the like the least amount of time together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so. another thing I just thought of—they're uh, stuck in a time uh, storm, storm in yes. the time wave, and it looked kind of looked like they were their ship was surrounded by like time or whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what if? The area that they are is where Fitz actually exists. Uh, I mean, that would make
2: sense that, like, if they were in that – that that's the space. Or, or, you know, maybe if that's – maybe that's the way that the two of them are able – were able to get so far advanced in all our technologies that that they went into that time loop. And they were just, like – you know, going, 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 going until they figured out what needed to be done. That's how they were able to advance technology without aging.
0: Dude, okay, remember, so so Elena, I'm not calling her yo-yo anymore, Elena (laughs) saves the day. Yep. And then later, when Enoch and uh, Deke are over there by the what's it called? The thing that is actually the, the drive time
1: drives. Yeah. Whatever. Something along well, those yeah, lines. Yeah. Got that,
0: it. That's where we get the, the awesome line about the drumming. And he's like, I can keep a tempo. Yeah. But it, it starts booting up. Yeah, Deke's like, what's going on? He's like, it's, it's running again or something. Enoch says, and it makes me think, what if Fitz got that message from Gemma and he's like ejecting the team. Maybe uh, like they're going into like, okay. like level, like, like code red protocol. Like, I got to get the yeah. Yeah. He's, he's yeah. pulling them to wherever they are. And that's why they're in a time storm. Like they're going against the course like of that they were supposed to go on and it takes them through this time storm. And We finally get Fitz back, baby. Dude. Let's do oh. it. Let's Dude, do the it. The day that we get Fitz back, I'm taking my shirt off and I'm twirling it around in the air, man. Yeah. Wow. Let's do it. Getting wild. Um, okay. Also, just want to say this if you're still listening, I want to throw this out there. We've got 5 episodes left in this series. If Justin's theory is right that we're getting the, the best hits, you know, the greatest hits of Agents of Shield, we gotta get Grant Ward. Yep. We gotta get Ghost Rider. We gotta get Deathlock as Ooh. well. Oh Ooh, yes, yes, yes. And that's a yep. lot to hit. I just can't imagine and that makes me a little upset. Like to me, any one of those three would be way better than dealing with afterlife and Shang right. Yep. You know, so Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm a little skeptical in your theory, Justin. As much as I love it, because I, I just feel like we're running out of time. Not to mention, if they are going to bring back Fitz, like that needs to be a whole another adventure on its own. You know, or okay. they
2: bring back Sif, and they're at, it's actually the Rainbow Bridge. <laughs> <laughs> now, now we're now we're digging
1: here,
0: <laughs> Lady Sif. All right. Um, okay, I think that's all we got. Yeah, that's uh, it, man. Let's. let's-
1: Finish these next five episodes strong. That's Let's right. We'll be back next yep.
0: week to cover uh, episode nine, which I forgot the title. Ooh, I looked at it. I didn't look at it. Uh, uh, As I Have Always Been. Oh, that's right. yep. yeah. That's right. As I Have Always Been. Okay. Which that's kind of funny, too, because that is that is a classic Chronicon name. Or, excuse me, phrase. Yep. And Coulson is a Chronicon. So what if like him being evil... Is always you know I don't know I'm t- I'm kind of tired so we're gonna kind of tap out here we'll, we'll figure it out next week y'all yeah, hold me back hold me back all right <laughs> um, that's all we got once again follow us on Twitter at Royal Geek Pod and let us know what you think of the show um, please continue to uh, listen to our podcasts over on Apple Podcasts Spotify google wherever you listen uh for my good friends sandy and shimato this is t-roll saying thank you so much for listening to the royal geek podcast we will see you next time you peasants